are listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. This story was recorded at a True Story party in January of 2012 at an undisclosed location in the San Francisco Bay Area. The theme for the night was the end of the beginning. So this is, this is a story about forgetting. Uh, I always have considered myself a skeptic. And my mother, she is certainly a mystic. Uh, ever since I can remember, since the very beginning, first memories, I've been rebelling against her mysticism and sort of flirting with it in groups like this, but never actually like committing to yoga, meditation, um, Zen Buddhism, uh, tarot cards, that kind of thing. So uh, this even went so far that my, my brother and I have been rebelling together. And he, he's even further out than, than I am in this rebellion in, in the fact that he recently uh, decided that he fell in love with a woman who happens to be an evangelical Christian GOP advocate. <laughs> and uh, they were married last year. So congratulations to them. Before, before the wedding, they had the shower. And at the shower, my brother made my mother promise that she would not tell my soon-to-be mother-in-law, or his soon-to-be mother-in-law, that uh, she had to leave the shower early because she was going to go read tarot, tarot cards at a charity event. <laughs> So um, my mom reads tar tarot cards for a living. Uh, well, as a, as a, it's a side job. Um, but she's been reading tarot cards. It's been like this point of, um, you know, slight embarrassment, but also like, you know, I've grown to appreciate it. Um, we were really glad that she didn't get burned at the stake growing up. Like that, that was important to me that... You know, we, we grew up in, in southern Orange County in Mission Viejo. It's a very conservative place. There were, yeah, there were, you know, yes on eight everywhere around our community. It was really crazy. And we were just really scared for my mom because it was definitely a, a possibility. So, <laughs> um, it always really surprised me that my mom always called me her little guru. And this is sort of her story in a way, because the initial incident that created this story, I can't even remember. I was three. I can't remember as far back as being three. And she told me that when I was three, she said, how was your day? And, you know, she's cooking. Mom, I think I'm an alien. <laughs> Interesting. Why why do you why do you think you're an alien? Well, mom, I can see the eye in the middle of people's foreheads. <laughs> 
Really? Yeah. Children, their eye, they, we, we all look at each other. We can see each other's eyes. And adults, usually their eyes are sleeping or, or they're dead. <laughs> what is... What does mommy's and daddy's eye look like? <laughs> well, your eye is very little, but you keep your eye wide open. And daddy's eye, his eye is very big, but he refuses to open it. <laughs> Honey, I don't, I don't think that's very strange at all. I don't think... And I, and I don't think you're an alien. So, I was three, and obviously I don't remember that happening um, at all. And I grew up a little bit. I was five. And... My mom, you know, she's cooking maybe. We, we cooked a lot together. And I always, like, you know, talked to her while we were cooking. I was really interested in, in the way, in, in the whole process of cooking. And she probably asked me when I was five, she said, so, do you remember telling me about when you were uh, a little younger and you thought you were an alien and you said you can see the eye in the middle of people's foreheads? And I said... Yeah, I remember that, but I can't really do that anymore. I, I, I don't see that so much anymore. And she, it ended there. When I was seven or eight, she asked me again, do you remember that time we talked? Do you remember that time you told me you were an alien and you could see people's third eye? And I said, no. And I ran off to play. And then, I remember this part. I was 12. Me, I was just about to go into seventh grade. It was summertime. And we had a friend group. It was like the neighborhood kids, right? All different ages. My brother's in the friend group. He's four years younger than me. Uh, there's Steven. He's two years younger than me, so he's in fifth grade. There's Patty. He's in third grade. There's Danny Nickel. He's in, uh, he's in fifth grade, too. We're all pretending to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always... I always loved being Leonardo. Because Leon, Leonardo... Leonardo had the swords. And Donatello had the staff. I always loved having the swords. And I was the oldest, so I got to have the swords. And um, Donatello, Stephen was Donatello. Danny, my brother, was Michelangelo with the, with the nunchucks. And then Raphael was Patty with the size. And we seriously would pretend and just get really into being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, fighting and like fighting all of the mutant, uh, all of like the Bebop and Rocksteady. And, and uh, you know... Splinter was our mentor and he was this imaginary character that we like looked up to and one day I was watching us play and I stopped 
I was like, this, this is all a bunch of bullshit. I didn't, I don't think I thought that in my head, but this is a bunch of bullshit. Like, what am I doing here? I'm a boy. I'm not a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Like, this is, this is really silly. And I started ridiculing the other kids. I was like, what are we doing? This is so stupid. And they just kept pretending and playing. And I think they even looked at me with a little bit of sadness. Like, he can't, he, he doesn't know how to pretend anymore. And, you know, I, I went off and um, I'm in seventh grade and, you know, like getting ready to like be a little bit older and play up, play with the big kids. And, you know, my mom, the way she describes this is she's like, you signed the contract. You agreed. Like that was the time where you were fully engrossed. Like seven, you were close. Right before seventh grade, you made that agreement with the world that the world is a certain way. And you're like fully engrossed in that world. And uh, we, we actually talked about it today. I was asking her to retell me the story. And, um, you know, I probably around that same time, she, pro- she asked me again. And I, I remember this really clearly. She's like, you know, you've always been my little guru. Why is that, Mom? how could I be your little guru? I'm so practical and skeptical. <laughs> and she said, you know, there was this time when you were a really little boy and you told me that you could see the eye, people's third eye. And I just was like, Mom, no, I didn't. That never happened. It could never have happened. You don't know what you're talking about. And... You know, that was that. You know, I've talked to her. She's told me this story many times since then. And every time she tells me the story, I become a little more accepting of the story. You know, I think about it now. I'm, 20, I'm 29, and she has no motivation to lie to me <laughs> to, to, to have like fabricated this story out of nothing <laughs> and I think back to that 13 year old self and I hope that someday I can I can see again and sometimes I look hoping that I can see listening to True Story. To hear more, look us up in iTunes podcasts. To comment on this or any of our stories, visit us at truestorytime.org.